Hey everybody, this is Pastor Phil Hutchins with Higher Life Church, right here in St. John, New Brunswick, Canada. Wanted to talk to you about your new year. Yep, it's coming quick. 2019 is right around the corner. So I want to share how to make it the best. I mean, how to make it the best year you've ever had. <clears throat> in fact, let me just say this. And I know you want me to say it. But the best thing you could be doing right now actually is listening to this podcast. Because <clears throat> here's the thing. Each new level requires a different version of you, a better version of you. And God's Word can help you with that. That's what we're doing here. And... I've always said this, the best project you could be working on is you, and God's Word can help you with that. But here's the thing, don't put up those stupid filters. Remove the filters. Yeah, filters. I hate filters. Mark 7, verse 8, 9, and 13, Jesus actually talked about filters. He said, get rid of them. Because you're throwing up filters, you're nullifying the Word of God. So, don't make God's Word of no effect. Bring down the stupid filters. Yeah. Yeah, don't put up filters. Here's the thing. There's always war over the Word of God. In fact, the enemy, the Bible says, as soon as the Word of God is sown... The Bible compares the Word of God as seed. As the Word of God is sown, the enemy immediately goes after the thing. There's war over the Word. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would get in between the resistance in you and the Word of God so the Word can just, you know, do its creative process and work. Amen. Glad you're listening. I love you. I don't care what people say about you. I love you. Yeah, I love you. Uh, here's how you can tell you've put filters up. You want to know? Because I know you're asking. I heard it. I could hear it. Here's how you can tell you're putting up filters. Well, you've become unteachable. Boom. Hashtag mic drop. Yeah. Don't put up filters. How can you tell you've put up a filter? You're unteachable. Here's another way. Let me give you four reasons, uh, not four reasons, four, I guess you would say, uh, I don't know what you would call them. I just got four uh, ways you can tell you have a filter. One, you're unteachable. Second, you you, you, you refuse to embrace change. Listen, you even... You have you have two options. <clears throat> you either become a victim of change or an instrument of change. How can you tell you have a, a filter up? You're unteachable and you refuse to embrace change. Yep, it's true. A third way you can put you can tell you've thrown up a filter is you identify uh, <clears throat> your identity. My apologies, your identity. I'm eating pecans or pecans, natural pecan halves, as I'm on this podcast. are good. Anyway, don't put up filters. How can you tell you have a filter? You're unteachable 
you refuse to embrace change and your identity is more rooted in a lifestyle of Christianity than instead of in Christ. And lastly, here's how you can tell folks have filters up. You're more critical than joyful. My word. Let's get joyful. Come on. People are so critical. You know, <clears throat> I heard someone call them cave dwellers. <laughs> cave dwellers. How do you spell cave? C-A-V-E. Cave dwellers. Cave. Constantly against virtually everything. Cave dwellers, yeah. Critical folks. I <clears throat> I would say this. Watch out for those who can weep with those who weep, but can't rejoice with those who rejoice. Anyway, let me get right into this. How to make your 2019 great. The best year you have ever had. I mean, ever had. You with me? And the best thing you could be doing right now is listening to this. <clears throat> I promise you. I promise you. Let, let, let's just get this straight. You are a child of destiny. In fact, every born-again child of God is born to fulfill a particular purpose on this earth. That's just a fact. Now, if you're not uh, born again, if you're not saved, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do what millions across this world have done and make Jesus their Lord and Savior. Best decision you could ever make. I've had regrets in my life. God was never one of them. <clears throat> best decision you could ever make. Nothing like living for God. It's the best. It's the best. It is. It's the best. But for all the born-again children of God out there, understand that you have a specific plan. Uh, you have a specific function that was assigned to you before you were born. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5 talks about this. Mm-hmm. I'm putting a pause there so you can grab your Bible. Jeremiah 1 and Jeremiah 29. No, Jeremiah was not a bullfrog. He was a, he was a prophet. In Jeremiah 1 and in Jeremiah 29, God talks about how he formed us <clears throat> before he formed us. He knew us. He set us apart. He put greatness in us. And any thought he ever had towards us is great. My God, God is a good God. Wish people would get that. It's so annoying. So annoying. Like, I never thought as a pastor my greatest challenge would be convincing of how, uh, people how good God is. It's like people fight for the right to remain miserable and to make God out to be miserable. I don't even know those people are going to make it to heaven, to be honest with you. But the unfolding of God's plan for someone's life in the pursuit of it is the beginning of a great future. Now here's what you got to get because 1 Corinthians 12 talks about this. You listen to this. You with me? Are you still here? <laughs> I love you. So glad you're listening. Every believer has an ordained has been ordained to carry out a particular function in the body of Christ. We know that. A body as you know is made up of different parts and members with each carrying a particular function. This is what we read in 1 Corinthians 12. Well, we didn't read it here, but I'm, I'm assuming you read it previously. But as a member of the body of Christ, here's what you got to get. You are to steward that particular function, which God expects you to carry out 
That is your ministry. A ministry isn't limited to a pulpit. Ministry is occupying your God-assigned position. Ministry is carrying out a divine assignment. Look at Joseph. He had a divine task. He was sent to Egypt to preserve lives. Yep. Look at Gideon. He was not called to preach, but to deliver people, uh, the people of Israel from the Midianites. I mean, look at Abraham. He was called to establish an institution through whom all the families of the earth would be blessed. Yeah. So callings and elections are not limited to the pulpit. <clears throat> and as you have a function, <clears throat> as, as you understand that you have a function or a divine assignment, you got to understand you got to perform this thing. God expects you to do that. Listen, let, let me just, can I just encourage you? To all those who are listening, this is a good reminder. You are authentic. Okay? You are genetically accurate. You carry something so extraordinary. Your divine assignment, your purpose is powerful. You are a divine ingredient placed on this earth. Someone else's life can't begin until you step into it. But here's the thing. You've got to be fruitful and productive with what God tucked in you. God studies productivity. Genesis 1, when he created man, he also said, be fruitful and multiply. You've got to get fruitful. You've got to suit up. You've got to turn it up. Matthew 25, for the sake of time, I'm not going to turn there. But I want you to uh, uh, read it. Matthew 25. Get a pen. Write this down. No, I said a pen. Put the pencil down. I said a pen. <laughs> oh, God is good. I'm eating my pecans again. Okay. Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30. Talks about what God really thinks about productivity. In fact, he's vicious with people who are unproductive. John 15, do you want another passage? Okay. John 15, 1 to 8. He cuts off unproductive folks. It's time to make the most of every hour. You know, <clears throat> I heard it said that money is made from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., but great wealth is made from 5 p.m. to 11 p.m., meaning when everyone else comes home and folds their hands, you know, Basically, if you want something you never got, you got to do something you never did. Do what others aren't doing. Don't come home after a day of work and just kick your feet back. I mean, I mean, get down and get productive. Get the most out of your life. Get the mo- it's, You know what? Maybe this is a call to you to get the most out of your time with God. Get the most out of the Word. And really, it all comes down to your decisions. Don't throw it all up in God's face. Life is all about decisions. There's power in decisions. God is not responsible for your life. My God. God is not... You need to say that with me. Everybody say it right now. Say, God is not responsible for my life. You need to let that click in your spirit. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. Let me go there. Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy 30. Verse... 19. It says, This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. It's like God gets sarcastic here. Now choose life in case you were going to choose death so that you and your children may live. So your decisions are deciding your pain. Your decisions are deciding your joy, your peace, your regrets, your restoration. I think it's 331 times. Write me in. Email me, hlcc at live.ca. <clears throat> I want to hear if this is right, but I believe it's 331 times the Bible references the word if. 
speaking about your decisions. By the way, just write me in. Let me know what you think of this podcast. If it's negative, don't write me in. I only want positive. Uh, 331 times the Bible references if speaking about your decisions so it's time to take responsibility in fact just say that word I think that's the new Christian swear word responsibility you know Jesus isn't coming back for some immature girl he's coming back for a bride it's time for spiritual maturity, folks. I mean, ever since the fall back in Genesis, God has been trying to get us back to that place of responsibility. Make quality decisions, take responsibility. Now, one of the decisions that's gonna help you make an incredible 2019 is your decision to make goals. Have goals. Yeah, you need to have goals. And don't think that goals aren't spiritual. They are. God works plans just as as much as he works the people. Look at Noah. He had a plan, and and God worked Noah too. You know, I said to my church, I said, if God came to you and said this, and I got them to haul out a piece of paper and a pen, and that Bible study on our midweek service. By the way, we have church right here in St. John, New Brunswick. Our address is 1672 Rossay Road in the great city of St. John, which actually, did you know this? St. John is the first city of Canada. And we have services every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., but we also have midweek service, Bible study at 6.30 on Wednesdays. And on Wednesday, I said to the church, I said, I said to the folks, by the way, we have some of the finest folks in all of Canada in our church. you got to come. Check it out. Have the, we have the best kids program in the nation. We have the, yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's a happening spot. Amazing. But if God came to you and said this, anything you want to become or do or have today, the top 10 dreams or goals that you write down in the next two minutes, what if God said, I will accomplish them. They will come to pass. I will put it in motion right now. What would you actually write down? Some of you need to actually write some stuff down. Some of you might be saying, well, Pastor, I don't have a pen. Well, there's your first goal right there. Get a pen. But seriously, what do you want to accomplish? Because your life is about your decisions. Did you know 3% of Americans have written out their goals? And that's why 3% own more, have more, and do more. Isn't that crazy? Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, Write me in. Let me know how you pronounce it. I pronounced it Habakkuk. Then I pronounced it Habakkuk. Someone write me in. HLCC at live.ca. Tell me how to spell this prophet's name. Or pronounce it, I should say. Habakkuk 2.2 says, write down the vision. Write it down. Write it down. Write down the vision. Did you know... When you write down the vision, you increase the chances of obtaining it 90 times. See, I got to get you into the top 3% on this planet. Can you imagine only 3 out of 100 write down their goals? Honestly, I have nothing to say to people who have no goals. They're without dreams. They're without a picture of the future. And here's the thing you got to understand. The clearer your goal, 
the greater your faith is going to be. You see, doubt is built on the unknown. I didn't say the unseen. Faith can be built on the unseen, but faith can also be built on the known. Unseen can still be known. You can't even identify threats until you have goals, people. Until you have a goal, faith has no assignment. Faith won't work without a focus. Faith has no reason to be in your life until you have a goal. Yeah, until you have a goal, you you won't even know how to use your mind. (laughs) Yeah, if you don't have pictures of your future, you'll always go back to the past. Oh, that was good. That's a mic drop right there. Someone needs to tweet that, post that. What's more popular, Twitter or Facebook? Someone write me in, hlcc at live.ca. Anyway, let me continue about goals because this is going to help you. I really, honestly, I'm having a blast with this podcast, having you jumping on, but I am really passionate about your success. I want to see, because it's not necessarily for your testimony, it's for his testimony, it's for God. It's all about God. Goals reveal the relationships that are unnecessary in your life. Goals change who you listen to. What experiences are you waiting for? And why haven't you scheduled them already? Come on. Goals matter. You're not at the mercy of the devil. You're not at the mercy of the world. And here's, here's a sobering thought. God never sponsors non-planners. You, you, you got to plan. Have goals. Have goals. Child of God, have goals. Have goals. I want to pray for you. And for the folks that are listening that don't know God. I mean, I want you to pray this prayer wherever you're at. I want you to pray this prayer right out of your heart. Everybody say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, for coming and dying for me. Jesus, I confess you as Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus, with that precious blood you shed 2,000 years ago, that blood that hasn't lost its power, cleanse me from all my mistakes, all that sin, in the name of Jesus. And I believe in my heart, God, that you raised Jesus from the dead, that he's alive. The world's behind me and the cross is before me. And that same grace that brought me to this point, Jesus, let that same grace keep me until the day of your return. Connect me to my new beginning, my future. I give you my life in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, write me in hlcc at live.c. I want to give you a free gift. I want to give you a follow-up. What to do now? Kind of the next steps. I'm so grateful that you decided to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, the best decision you could ever make. And for those that are already saved that tuned in, thanks for jumping uh, onto the podcast. It's good to have you on. Hope you received this. Listen, write goals. Have some goals. And you know what? You're going to have a great year. I'm calling this the Higher Life 20. Our church is called Higher Life Church. And I only want to keep you on for 20 minutes. Welcome to Higher Life 20. God bless you. We love you. Write us. Let us know what you're thinking.